This podcast deals with connective tissue, and this first slide is a slide of mesenchyme, which is really embryonic connective tissue, and it basically consists of stellate cells, fluid, and an amorphous ground substance that's characterizing this undifferentiated or embryonic connective tissue. Generally, you don't see fibers in mesenchyme. This is mucous connective tissue characteristic of the umbilical cord. The tissue contains a few fibroblasts embedded in an amorphous ground substance and a fine network of collagenous fibers. This is a loose connective tissue in the omentum. It's a loose arrangement of coarse unbranched collagen fibers and delicate branched elastic fibers, fibrocytes, and a few other cell types are visible. This is a profile of loose connective tissue. Can, you can see uh, plasma cells at the arrows, and the plasma cells show very characteristic appearances. You can see the Golgi halo in, in these cells. You can see fibroblasts. You can see endothelial cells. This happens to be within the small intestine, so it's probably in the submucosa of the small intestine. This is a higher power view, an electron micrograph of a plasma cell. You can note the heterochromatin in this characteristic clock-faced pattern. You can see abundant profiles of rough endoplasmic reticulum. And the asterisk on the field is representing where this juxtanuclear Golgi halo area would be. This is a profile of dense irregular connective tissue. It's the section is through an inactive area of the mammary gland. And the slide indicates the characteristics of dense irregular connective tissue. There are a few cells and cell types. The cell types are mostly fibroblasts. And there's a fairly high content of irregularly arranged collagen fibers. Here's a preparation that shows some mast cells. Mast cells characteristically have very dark granules that hide the central nucleus. This slide shows some macrophages that have phagocytized material. Basically, some vital dye was added to this tissue prior to fixation, so the macrophages would phagocytize the dye and then become visible. The dye that was used is tripan blue, and the stain after fixation was nucleophast red. This is a profile through a tendon showing dense regular connective tissue of the tendon. And this type of connective tissue is characterized by parallel bundles of collagenous fibers that are interspersed between rows of fibroblasts. Here are some reticular connective tissue. This is a silver stained preparation, and these reticular fibers would make up the connective tissue matrix of an organ like the liver. The reticular fibers are basically composed of collagen type 3. This is a profile of a white or unilocular adipose tissue. True adipose tissue consists of cells or adipocytes that contain a single fat droplet. This is formed by the fusion of many smaller droplets. The cytoplasm surrounding the droplet is reduced to a very thin ring, and the nucleus is compressed to one side, almost giving the cell a characteristic signet ring type appearance. This is another view of unilocular or white fat with the characteristic signet ring appearance. The nuclei again are flattened and compressed along the periphery of one side. You can also see a small muscular artery and some capillaries in the upper right-hand portion of the slide. You can identify smooth muscle cells in the small artery, and you can identify the endothelial cells that line the artery. Collagen fibers appear eosinophilic in this section. 
And finally, this slide is a, a slide of brown fat or multilocular adipose tissue. And brown fat is called multilocular because each cell contains numerous small lipid droplets. You can compare this multilocular adipose with that of the unilocular adipose in the previous couple of slides. Something to keep in mind is the distribution of brown fat. In adult humans, there's not that much brown fat left, but in human infants, there's brown fat in the mediastinum area. Brown fat, as you'll learn in biochemistry, is important in the generation of heat. There's actually special enzymes in the brown fat that uncouple oxidative phosphorylation from ATP production in mitochondria. That uncoupling uh, by the enzymes, which are called thermogens, allows the cells to generate heat. Uh, one more cautionary note about brown fat. You need to be careful when you look at brown fat and think of it as multilocular fat. It turns out that white fat is also multilocular when it is immature, but as the white fat becomes mature, the lipid droplets coalesce. So you just need to be careful that when you see multilocular fat, don't just automatically assume that it's brown fat.